Would it give your players the fear that their character's every step is being watched? Looking for a way to have them accused for a crime they didn't commit? Great, then this encounter's for you. Let's get going. Hey, Scott here from VengersDex.com. Hope you're doing okay. Welcome today to Vengers Realm, a tavern like no other, and to episode five of this new podcast. Can't quite believe we're there already. In this podcast, or podcast, or whatever the hell you want to call it, every episode I'll lay out an enticing encounter you can blend into or inspire your game sessions. Once we hit 50 encounters, and we're 10% of the, the way there already, I'm going to pull them all together into one card deck, and I'm going to give you that deck for free. And by now, I hope you're picking up the impression, and I say hope because I only just realised this myself, that each of these episodes, every single one of these encounters stands alone. So the way I see it, you don't really need to watch them or listen to them in any particular order. I think the idea for you might be, okay, so I've got a session or a game coming up, I need an encounter. I know this is where the party is right now, where it plans to be next, so I'm looking for something I can throw at them to challenge the party. Something that's relevant to what's happening and can really move things forward. And so you know now that you have this free resource available, a tool that's only going to build as time goes on. You know this deck is getting packed with a mix of encounters to inspire you or to help you out in a myriad of situations. And all you need to do is to scan quickly through the episode descriptions, or if you're a double-decker patron, through the deck itself as it develops, and draw out an encounter that fits your game. Use the episode to help you blend into your specific needs. There you go. Job done. And here's the thing. This week we have an encounter premise thought up by another awesome subscriber to this podcast, GM Sprinkles. Very much a YouTube rising light in the multiverse you should definitely check out via the link I'll give you. He's a game master running a game right now, and he mentioned he'd be up for this deck including an encounter for his home game. And so the card I'll be talking about is for him, for his game, with a great bonus of keeping this deck generic, like system and setting neutral, just like all my other decks, is that it's also for you something you can shove into your game. And I really hope you like it. Before we kick off, I wanted to say hi and thank you so much to everyone who's subscribed to this little thing already. You might know I'm running a 100 subscriber giveaway right now. And if I hit that number, once I pick myself up off the floor, I'll be rolling the dice and choosing at random one of those subscribers to give away to them the full works. In other words, every physical and digital deck and pack I've created so far. I've not totaled that up to work out how much that's actually worth, but I know how much blood and sweat I put into them, so it means the world to me, as does your support, which I, I really hope opens up some value for you and your game. And lastly, I also wanted to welcome to the Vengers Realm Discord server the amazing folks who've popped in and pulled up a stool in so far. I'm not sure if you're on Discord, but I found it recently during lockdown and haven't looked back. The Vengers Realm servers really begin to buzz, and it's an absolute joy to see all of you yapping away in the server every day about your tabletop passion. This is 100% an open invite, so if you fancy stopping by the realm, click the invite in the description to this episode, and I look forward to seeing you there. I'll make sure to have your favourite drink ready. Okay, enough already. Let's get into this encounter. Something that we'll call I Spy with My Little Lie. I'd like to thank GM Sprinkles for inspiring this truly awesome scenario. He and I were talking the other week there about the, the game he's running. It's based on the cipher system that sprang from Numenera, you might have heard of. 
And he was telling me the part in that game will be within a very magically advanced city that uses AI as surveillance. And that those who appear to have a great deal of sway in the ebb and flow of the place have been wiping evidence of their crimes. He mentioned that this lot is also hell-bent on removing all competition and controlling all crime. The underlying premise being that they're entering the political race to gain legit power. So if I need to gain that power whilst keeping squeaky clean, I absolutely love this premise. And so as always, let's read through this encounter card this premise is inspired, and then we'll pour through how that might look in your game. Okay, so as I say, it's called I Spy With My Little Eye. The hook for this encounter is that in a busy pocket of civilization, but it seems every move is under scrutiny, perhaps through mass surveillance via magical means or by ever-present spy networks. An important official or member of a powerful family is part of an underground crime syndicate or faction. She is proving a strain on the local resources as those in authority struggle to cover up her crimes, which by her willful or unintentional recklessness often leave strong and incriminating evidence, and some of which is found by the party right at the moment those in authority turn up and eye the party with suspicion. And the dramatic question is, how will the party get out of this? The conflict in this scenario is that the party, being seen with this most recent evidence of her crimes, even if that was by accident, may be framed for the crime so as to cover up her involvement. The syndicate or faction of which she is a member might have witnessed or might know about how the crime was actually committed, and more importantly, why it was committed, suggesting a wish to expose the covering up of certain crimes in the locality. But it's slow to help the party. Every step the party takes will have the potential of being seen. And the resolution here is that the party might be imprisoned or hunted as fugitives for this crime it didn't commit, but in its attempts to clear its name might unravel this concealment of crime and silencing of those against mass surveillance. And the twist finally is that, but wait, is this crime syndicate or faction linked in some way to those in or seeking power? Is this, rather than the general concealment of certain crimes, what the woman is actually trying to expose? Right, so I hope all that made sense. Now let's go through each element in more detail, the hook, the conflict, the resolution, and the twist. By the end of this, hopefully you'll have picked up a few ideas, a few strategies you might adopt if you decide to blend this into your game. Okay? Oak. So the first thing to think about might be, as usual, the location. Reading through this card, you might be thinking that this encounter is really only suitable for a city, a place where all these power plays and technological means of surveillance would be running rampant. As I often suggest, location schmication. It's your game. You know where the party is. You know what system you're running. So if the concept of this card ticks a box for you, all you need to do is fiddle about with it until you can squeeze it in and make sense of it. So maybe it's in a city, but on the other hand, Maybe it could be in the outskirts of a city where the sparks from these power plays and so on are still felt, particularly by those seeking to fall under the radar of this surveillance. Or it could be far away from the city. But we have here someone from the city who talks about what it's like to live there, and why this information's very much relevant to the party's goals. Or maybe instead of a city, actually we're talking about an entire region, or continent, or world. That exists under this network of surveillance. So just have that think about the setting your party's in right now, where it's going to next, and maybe the location 
doesn't need to be as much of a hassle. Next up, you need to think a little about privacy and surveillance. This is when you get out your copy of Orwell's 1984, or yeah, today's newsfeed, because inspiration about this encounter card is absolutely all around you. We all talk about privacy, we all think about it, we might say in our words that it doesn't really matter to us, that if we're not doing anything wrong then the government or Facebook or anyone who holds our data can do what they want with it. But every single day our actions say otherwise. So we lock our doors at night, we put passwords on our accounts, we only tell our innermost secrets to those we really trust. And at the end of the day, this is because instinctively, deep down we hold privacy in the highest regards and balk at the thought of mass surveillance. Why else would there be thousands of YouTube videos of folks being caught on camera in embarrassing situations, like singing into a hairbrush or dancing in their bedroom? And all you can see is the shock, the absolute horror in the face of these folks being caught doing something they held as private. So if you're looking for inspiration for this encounter, look within yourself and all around you. In the setting the party's in right now, what would mass surveillance look like? Is it, as the card asks, based around AI, or is it magical technology, or a network of spies, or even like the cold constant threat of something like the Panopticon? If you don't know about the Panopticon, have a look online. Basically the idea is that you've got a prison and a huge ass observation tower right in the centre. Within that tower, guards can see into every single cell, but maybe not at the same time. But the inmates in the prison can't see into the tower. So this means that the inmates will always be aware that at any given time, they might be getting watched. It's an approach to less brutal discipline in society where, because you never know if your actions are being spied on, this in itself can change your behaviour. So you're less creative, more conformative. You speak out or dissent less. And yeah, over time you might push back down within you any thoughts of freedom and comply with what you think those in power want you to be or want you to do. If you don't move, you don't notice the chains that bind you. Heavy stuff and maybe a little too heavy for a game like this. But here's the thing, the hook in this encounter could be really developed out if you sling the party right into the thick of a setting like this, where all actions feel scrutinised, where citizens feel compelled simply to save their own skins, to report to those in power anything that seems out of place. In a setting like this, then, have a think about how that would look how those around the party will act, how the party will come across or be dealt with if it decides to do anything deemed against the interests of this blind tacit acceptance of authority. How constrained and crushed will that make the players feel? But more vitally for your game, how creative will it encourage them to become? Because in a setting like this, where the vast majority of the populace feels this weight of surveillance, do you think everyone's content with that? Or do you think, perhaps, that in dark pockets of this place, there might be those with an interest in seeking to break out, to find freedom, and who operate underground with ways and tricky means to remain under the radar, despite the seemingly all-pervasive blanket of surveillance. All this actually brings to mind a game I ran quite recently, a homebrew setting called Stay in Lathas, which means democracy, and in which it was all about something very similar to the Medichlorians from Star Wars, like a an underlying force that makes up everything. And there was a central power of acolytes capable of using it to spy on folks, applying arcane magics and the like. I just love playing with this concept. 
Not least because it encourages the players to think outside of their normal realms of heroic approach for their characters. So it's in this context that the awesome encounter premise by GM Sprinkles can really catch fire. It envisages some force within the locality, maybe a network or faction hell-bent in securing more power. It talks about this faction creeping towards that power by engaging in less than acceptable behaviour, but by having the means to erase that behaviour by wiping all evidence of its crimes. But this faction has a problem. One within its ranks, maybe someone high up or connected to someone high up, has been acting against its interests, perhaps with a view to exposing what it's up to. She, or he, or they, or it, will have their own motivations for doing this. But in any event, how does this affect the party? Well, this figure's been carrying out these crimes, but has been doing it either with a lack of care, or, more intriguingly, with the forensic precision of someone who wants their evidence unearthed and connected to the faction. And hey, this encounter places the party at the scene, at the aftermath of one of those crimes, with the eyes of this network of surveillance upon it. So you need to have a think about what crime's been committed. Maybe something's been stolen, like something connected to one in the party's backstory, or something the party's been looking for. Or perhaps someone's been kidnapped, or there's been damage done to something or some place. Just mull over, therefore, what might be relevant to the party. Next then, it might be helpful to think about whether you intend for the party to be at this scene by accident. In other words, that it's not been planned that the party's found there. Or whether that's been the plan all along, for the party to be found there and fingered for the crime. And as always, once you have that constant in mind, it's about thinking through the consequences of either. Think about the crime itself. What do the after effects of the crime look like? What evidence has been left? Who or what could be affected by the crime? How do you think this faction or those in power might react to it? Remembering, of course, that my suggested way of approaching it is to think only about how the encounter is presented to the party and how it might play out if the party doesn't engage with it, building out from there depending on the decisions they make. So once you have a few ideas there, how will the party get fingered for this? Why will it look incriminating? From a player agency point of view, what options for escape or explanation will be open to the party to help it run or fight or talk its way out of the immediate threat? This encounter is all about being caught in the act, about this mechanism of surveillance having connected the party erroneously with this crime that it needs to cover up, and about the party being a potential means for this faction are those in power to attach blame for the crime in order to deflect attention from them to the party? And so what flows from the encounter might be very similar to like the plot of The Fugitive, where it's about evading capture whilst trying to unearth evidence of the party's innocence. And at the same time, exposing that evidence as proof of what the faction or those in power are up to. Or if you and the players have other things planned and don't fancy that level of story arc getting in the way of things, it could simply be that this evidence is unearthed and um, there's a chance that the party's fingered for the crime rather than this being inevitable and all choices flow from that, leaving the players with the agency to do with that information, whatever they like. Always remember, of course, that if this encounter doesn't really lead to anything driven by the party's choices, you'll still have in mind what might happen if the party doesn't engage and how that will affect the locality around the party. I hope at least some of that makes sense. I'm trying to leave things as generic as possible to try and spark a few ideas for your game. 
So if having listened through what I'm yapping on about, you prefer me to go into more specifics to help you blend it more particularly into your game, that's one of the reasons I set up the Vingers Realm Discord. As I'm on there every day, and it would be my privilege to work through everything like that with you on there. As I say, there's a link to it in the description, so head on over there if you like. Failing that, catch me in the usual socials at Vingers Deck. But in the meantime, there's your hook. A crime's been committed, and the party sees the aftermath. You've linked it in some way to what the party's up to, and the party will definitely get a sense that there's this all-pervasive surveillance hell-bent in discovering what's going on. Conflict. So now we turn to the conflict. You might feel, of course, that in the hook that's just been presented and what you lay out for the party, there's plenty of conflict already. And generally, that's the idea. I've always taken the view that the best hooks for players are in themselves laced with conflict, because wherever there's conflict to resolve, that's where the real fun lies. But once the players are hooked, it's not just plain sailing until that conflict's been identified and resolved. In between, the party needs to face even more conflict, challenges and obstacles in the party's path to resolution, making it more difficult, more memorable. And here, however the party's engaged with the presentation of the encounter, whatever it decides to do from there, it will face a challenge after challenge. If they're accused of being involved in this crime, think back to the fugitive Harrison Ford facing the narrowing circle of investigation from the US Marshals, at every turn finding more and more in dribs and drabs about what's really going on, but being hampered by the need to evade capture by those in authority. All you need to do then is to take that kind of approach, the ever-present feeling of being investigated and watched, the heightening urgency of having to get to the truth before it's too late, and the party's captured and the book closed. And you just place all that within the setting you have, within the framework of story arcs and the party's goals that you have already. So like, who's investigating this crime? What's the faction doing? Where is this person who's actually committed this crime? Will they go ahead and commit even more crimes? What clues are the party leaving behind as it heads down the path towards the truth? How are ordinary citizens dealing with the party if they know the party is wanted by the faction or those in power? But circling back a little to the beginnings of this encounter, if you prefer to keep everything smaller and just run this as a bit of a standalone experience for the players, particularly if you get the impression from the players that they have little interest in exposing what's really going on, then think about that situation of being caught. Think again of those YouTube videos of folks singing into their hairbrushes with their doors thrust open and the cameras exposing their privacy. What would you do if you were caught doing something? How would you react? The party knows it hasn't committed any crime, but its mere presence at the scene suggests otherwise. And the party has all these skills and powers and weapons the players have so studiously noted in their character sheets. So the conflict for the party will be that whatever they say or whatever they do will be viewed with suspicion by whoever's caught it there. If a battle ensues, have a think about whether those who've caught the party will have support with other guards nearby. If it's a conversation, have a think about whether those who've caught the party will have any authority to decide anything, or whether it's more likely that the party will be invited or strong-armed to another location for questioning. Again, you don't really know how the players will react to all this, but having in mind a few challenges to throw at the party, depending on whether there's a battle or a conversation, can really help prepare you improvise your way through the encounter. Resolution. And we come now to the resolution of this cool little encounter. A 
Again, everything's dependent on how it's presented and how the party reacts. If there's a battle, it'll be won or lost. Either way, something will need to flow from that. If the party wins, okay, it lives to tell the tale. But who did it just kill or subdue? Yep, that's right, it was guards or a bunch of folks connected to power. And the party's just done this in the context of mass surveillance, in which it's every step is watched and scrutinised. So have a think about that. And if the battle is lost, again, think about the consequences. Is it likely that those who caught the party at the scene will kill it? Or is it more likely that it will capture and imprison it so an investigation can be carried out? Even if it's the underground faction doing the questioning. Or even though the battle is lost, will the party strangely be allowed to leave without explanation? The underlying premise being that the party will be fingered for the crime, again to deflect attention away from the faction. If it's been a conversational encounter instead, again the same ideas need to be thought through. What you need to be clear about in your own mind is how small or how expansive this encounter is going to be. If this is what's used to begin a one-shot or a campaign based around the themes I was yapping about earlier, then great. The resolution of this encounter is simply the point at which the party leaves the scene one way or another, leading to what happens next. If it's a standalone encounter, then the resolution might foreshadow other things going on that the players might take an interest in, but it'll be over to the players to decide whether they want to follow that up or just continue down the path they were on. On its own, it could prove a pretty cool and simple encounter where the party needs to talk or fight its way out of a tricky situation. And if there's no real interest in following it up or facing the consequences arising from it, great, that's the encounter done and you can all move on. But if the players do show that interest, given all we've talked about here, you should now have a few ideas that can take the party down this more complex arc about freedom and privacy and surveillance instead of being stuck for what to do next. Twist. And finally, we've got your twist. Here's where you can follow up what this person who's actually committed the crime has been up to, what their real motivations might be. In other words, through this one encounter, you can connect the party with the potential downfall of the entire network of surveillance and mind control being brought upon the local populace, winning the people their freedom and their democracy, and for the party, a chance to be heroes held forever in the hearts of those people. Because it was this party of adventurers who helped this person expose what was really going on in the wiping of crimes and the abuse of power. And there goes encounter number five into the mix. It may have been a shorter card, but oh, is this one that could expand out like a firecracker. I want to thank GM Sprinkles for coming up with this premise, and I highly recommend you subscribe to his new YouTube channel and check out his really helpful thoughts on the cipher system. I've put a link to the channel in the description to the episode. But once again, I have to ask you this. You think you can beat this encounter? I know you've got something in your head right now as you listen to me. I know you'd love to throw this at your players. So fire it over to me and let's get it into this deck and expand it out in an episode. From there, you'll have an episode dedicated entirely to your encounter with some tips and things to think about in presenting it to your players. But you'll also have this deck that will live on well beyond this podcast. A deck with your encounter in it that will be played over and over again by DMs and GMs all across the multiverse. And as you'll have seen, I'll make sure to attribute you and link the deck to your website or channel or profile online. How does that sound? If it sounds cool, hit me up at Vengers Deck or join the Vengers Realm Discord server again linked here. And we'll, we can work through it. In the next episode, I've got another beauty lined up, one thought up by another subscriber. And trust me when I tell you, you don't want to miss it. 
Meantime, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe, particularly on YouTube, if you want to take part in this Fullworks giveaway. And if you could help me make some noise by sharing and retweeting and reviewing online. I'd appreciate it so much. So if you're finding some value in this, be sure to pay it forward to those around you. As before, I'd love to thank my early bird patrons for joining this community at patreon.com forward slash fingersdecks. This support's absolutely vital to nudge me on, tell me afford what I need to put this out there for you. And most importantly for me, it's something I hope when patrons get some real value from themselves. So please, as usual, from the very bottom of my heart, thank you so much for watching, listening, sharing, liking, subscribing. Watch out for the next episode coming soon. Thanks also for being a part of this and have a great day.